This podcast is proudly brought to you by Soul Street Coffee. Start your day with a smile. You can visit them at www.soulstreetcoffee.com. And Anchor, the premier podcast hosting platform. Are you interested in launching your own podcast? Please visit them at anchor.fm. Welcome into the Crunch Time Sports Advantage coverage of this Monday night matchup. Hi everyone, I am Summer, and I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast. I am pleased to be joining my guys, Billy, and Kenneth all season long covering the National Football League. We are going to be breaking down this Monday night matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders playing their first home game in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, quote Raiders announcer, Brent Musburger, we're looking live. Before I bring in my guys, here is a look at the expected weather forecast. The expected weather for tonight's game is brought to you by our Crunch Time Sports Advantage weather app. Clear skies with a game time temp of 90 degrees. And now here is a look at the injury report for each team. Let us start with the visiting Saints. On the O-line, Cesar Ruiz questionable. Ruiz missed the last game with an ankle injury, and it is unclear if he will suit up Monday against the Raiders. For the running backs and receivers, Michael Thomas is out. Thomas suffered left high ankle sprain, and he's expected to miss two to four weeks of action. For the front seven on D, Marcus Davenport is out. Davenport sat out the previous game with an elbow injury, and he will not be able to play the Raiders on Monday. Chase Hansen is out. Hansen is managing a hip injury, and he will not be able to take the field against the Raiders on Monday. And in the secondary, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and P.J. Williams are both probable. Gardner-Johnson left the last game due to a right calf cramp. It is anticipated that he will take the field Monday versus the Raiders. Williams was held out of the last game due to a hamstring injury, but he is likely to be available against the Raiders on Monday. Now let us look at the Raiders. On the O-line, major question marks at the tackle spot. Trent Brown and Sam Young are both doubtful. Brown left the previous game with a calf injury, and he is not expected to suit up against the Saints on Monday. Young departed the last game due to a groin injury, and he is not expected to be in the lineup Monday against the Saints. Questions at guard as well. Richie Incognito probable. Incognito is dealing with an Achilles injury, but he is expected to line up against the Saints on Monday. John Simpson questionable. Simpson is battling a shoulder issue, and it has yet to be established if he will take the field versus the Saints on Monday. For the running backs and receivers, Josh Jacobs probable. Jacobs is expected to take the field Monday against the Saints despite an ankle injury. For the front seven on D, Nick Kwiatkowski doubtful. Kwiatkowski exited the last game with a pectoral injury, and he is not expected to be able to play Monday versus the Saints. And the secondary, no notable injuries. We have NFL action in Las Vegas on Monday night football as the Raiders unveil their new stadium. It should be an exciting watch, even without fans. Let us take a closer look at this matchup between two 1-0 teams. The Saints had an impressive Week 1 win on the surface, but they certainly got some help with Buccaneer turnovers and big special teams plays. New Orleans averaged only 4.1 yards per play against Tampa Bay, the second-fewest of any team in its season opener. Drew Brees just looked off, finishing with the 24th-highest adjusted completion percentage. That is very un-Brees-like. I am not sure if it's father time or just rest he needs to shake off, but he uncharacteristically missed a number of wide-open throws against the Bucs. Now, Breeze will have to make do without Michael Thomas, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. That is an enormous loss against any team, but especially against an extremely raw and inexperienced Raiders secondary that would have no way of matching up with Thomas while keeping tabs on the other Saints' weapons. Trequin Smith is obviously a much more manageable assignment for either Trayvon Mullen or Damon Arnett. The Raiders also pulled out a Week 1 victory on the backs of an impressive offensive performance, which is how this team will have to win all season. There is no other way to put it, the defense is just bad, they do not generate pressure and struggle to cover on the outside. That is a nightmare combination in today's NFL. 
well, not getting pressure won't hurt them that much against New Orleans' passing attack. Breeze gets rid of the ball so quickly behind his elite offensive line, so this isn't really a concern. The coverage is still a major worry, but again, not having Thomas at least gives Vegas a shot. On the other side of the ball, the Raiders feature outstanding back Josh Jacobs, a tackle-breaking machine who also benefits from running behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. The Saints have such a deep and complete defense, but the Raiders should find ways to move the ball. There are two key injuries to watch on the Raiders' side, rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs, who had the highest percentage of any team's air yards in Week 1, and tackle Trent Brown both may not play. If neither can go or both are limited, that will certainly hamper this offense. The Saints opened as a 6.5-point favorite and total opened at 50.5. Thank you Billy and now I turn to Kenneth. So, Kenneth, take the listeners inside the game plan strategy for each team. So, let us start with the visiting team, the New Orleans Saints, led by head coach, Sean Payton, OC, Pete Carmichael and DC, Dennis Allen. So, if the Saints are going to get the win and spoil the stadium debut for the new Las Vegas Raiders, what is the game plan that you would put together? Thanks, Summer. Thanks, Billy, for really setting the table for me uh, to kind of take the listeners into what I looked at from last week's game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what I would look for in this matchup against the um, Raiders. Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara ran the ball a total of 27 times for 67 yards between the two of them. That's a 2.4 yards per carry. That's not going to be acceptable, acceptable for Sean Payton under any circumstances. Michael Thomas was limited to three uh, receptions, 17 yards, uh, due to the injury. Jarrett Cook, however, had a breakout game, seven targets, five receptions, 80 yards. And Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, five receptions on eight targets, 51 yards receiving. That's a 10.2 yards per reception. So basically every time uh, he's coming out of the backfield catching a pass, uh, he's gaining a first down. I expect that to be the focal point uh, for this Saints offense in tonight's ballgame. Get Kamara out of the backfield. Get Latavius Murray in the gap, um, a, a gap running right into the heart of this Raider defense. I would not be surprised to see um, – both Murray and Kamara on the field at the same time, especially with with Thomas being out. Um, Kamara's flexibility gives you um, the ability to put him basically as a wide receiver, but the defense has to identify two running backs on the field and not really know um, how they're going to play him. Looking at what the Saints did on offense, they only scored 24 points. I'm sorry, 27 points because of the pick six that Brady threw that pushed them over to that 34 number. 271 yards of total offense on 66 plays. That's only 4.1 yards per play. That's telling me that they're not getting any explosive plays whether it's in the run game or in the pass game. Drew Brees only went um, 19 for 31, 189 yards. Um, His net yards per attempt was 5.9. 
that's just not good enough for for Drew in this offense that needs to take more shots down the field. Um, as Billy mentioned, it's father time catching up with Drew, and he's not able to push the ball down the field. We saw this a lot last year, and we're starting to see that trend already pick up uh, this season. On the defensive side, you cannot let Josh Jacobs beat you in this ball game. Uh, his production was just absolutely fantastic, and we'll go into that more in the Raiders segment here in just a moment. But you can't have Josh getting nearly 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Now, Carr was able to have a lot of success, especially on first down, and we'll talk about that um, to wrap up the show here um, later on. But he was able to get contributions from his running backs out of the backfield, his tight ends, his wide receivers. So there wasn't that one singular target that you said we must take away. So if I'm the Saints defensive coordinator, I absolutely have to commit to stopping Josh Jacobs in that running attack first and foremost and forcing David Carr, Derek Carr, I'm sorry, forcing Derek Carr to beat you through the air. Thanks, Kenneth. And after the short break, and after this short break, we will look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Want to gain an advantage this fall in the NFL, the English Premier League, and the SEC? Then head over to our website and sign up for one or all of our packages. Each one will give you access to our advanced stats, key matchup breakdowns each week, and a dedicated Slack channel where you can ask your questions and get a quicker response. Also, we will have a weekly Zoom meeting call. Not able to make the Zoom call? We will send you a copy. The National Football League and Premier League are just getting underway and the SEC starts on September 26th. Because we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network and we are here to give you your sports advantage. So, sign up today. Welcome back everyone, and we will pick up right where we left off. So, Kenneth, the Raiders are led by head coach John Gruden, OC, Greg Olson, and DC, Paul Gunter. So, if the Raiders are going to open their new stadium with a win, what is the game plan that you would put together? Absolutely, and we kind of mentioned this in the um, Saints segment, but Josh Jacobs continues to show that he is a top running back in this league in just only his second season. 25 carries last week against the Carolina Panthers, 93 yards, three touchdowns. That's big-time production from um, the running back out of the University of Alabama. Carr had a really good game. It wasn't a great game, but it was the kind of game that he needed to have for Raider fans to feel good about him starting off the season. 22 completions on 30 attempts, 239 yards passing. Here's the big thing that I know I criticized Carr on for last season, eight yards per pass attempt. That is much better than some of the numbers that we saw from him last season. Taking a look at the, the team stats, the Raiders were able to put up 34 points, gained 372 yards, 
of uh, total offense. And here's the big difference. They gained 6.1 yards per play compared to what the Saints got. So a lot more explosive plays in both the run game and the pass game for the Raiders. On the flip side, and this is going to be a note that I will keep hitting on until this team improves on the defensive line and front seven. You gave up 30 points against the, against the Carolina Panthers. You gave up 388 yards of total offense. 6.0 yards per play. So you were giving up as a defense just as many big plays as your offense was gaining. That's not acceptable. And just to go next level, one sack and three quarterback hits on Teddy Bridgewater, who had 34 attempts and threw for about 259 yards. That's a pressure percentage, and once we start to really get into some of our advanced um, numbers, you'll hear me talk about this quite a bit because this is a huge uh, stat for me. Pressure percentage on the quarterback, that's your sacks and that's your quarterback hits combined per pass attempt. That number for a really good team needs to be in the upper teens and not where the Raiders were in their last game. 11.7 is just not good enough on the pressure percentage. They also gave up 129 yards on the ground. So the Panthers were able to move the ball, whether it was on the ground or in the air. And going against this Saints offense, if you allow Breeze, Cook, Murray, and the rest of those uh, weapons that they have down in New Orleans to get going, it could be an extremely long day for the new look Las Vegas Raiders. And now some final thoughts on the game, and Billy, I will start with you. Thanks, Summer. Our power ratings have the Saints by six points, but I made this line right around four with Thomas out. I still see value on the Raiders here. New Orleans should hold the edge when it comes to halftime adjustments and should not have any issues coming from behind against an awful Vegas defense. The total now sits at 48 and a half, so slightly down from where it opened. The ticket count thus far is 6,795. The Saints are getting 63% of the tickets but 53% of the money. So some large wagers have come in on the Raiders causing this line to drop. Currently, the Saints are favored by 4. The under is getting 36% of the tickets but 47% of the money. Again, large wagers are coming in on the game going under the total. Kenneth, who is your impact player to in this matchup and give the listeners a peek inside our next level stats? Absolutely. A fantastic job there, Billy. Um, let's start with the Saints. For me, the most critical down is always going to be first down because if you're having success on first down, you should be converting a large number of your third downs because instead of third and eight, third and nine, you're somewhere around third and four, third and three which is just an easier um, third down conversion. So let's take a look at the Saints play calling in week one. On 28 first downs, the Saints ran the, ran the ball 18 times and passed at 10. 
their success rate on the run plays was 72% with a 3.3 yards per carry on those first down runs. Their pass uh, success percentage was 50% and 4.5 yards per attempt. Just not a really good number there. Let's take a look at the uh, Raiders. Also 28 uh, first down um, play calls. Also the same split. 10 pass plays, 18 uh, run plays. The Raiders' success rate on first down, and this is where you really want to kind of get this number up to. The Raiders were at 70% um, success rate on first downs, 9.1 yards per attempt. This means Carr was pushing the ball down the field and trying to hit on some bigger plays. On the ground, 18 runs again. 56% uh, percent success rate, which is really good for running the ball on first down. 3.6 yards per carry. Here's what I want you to look for in this game, especially in the first half. What are the Raiders calling on first down? And what their um, third down conversion rate is compared to that versus what the Saints are doing. My impact player to watch in this game is going to be Saints running back Alvin Kamara. He's got to get more touches, and he's got to get bigger chunk yards for this Saints offense to really do what they want to do as far as winning the game and putting up big plays and points. If the Raiders are able to keep Kamara in check, especially with Thomas not playing, that will give the Raiders an excellent chance of winning their first game ever as Las Vegas playing at home. In closing, we want to say thank you for listening to this preview for tonight's game. For Kenneth and Billy, this is Summer. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast and that you will join us all season long as we break down the NFL. And remember, whether it is the NBA, NHL, SEC, or the English Premier League, we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we are here to help you find your sports advantage. Enjoy the game, everybody. Mm-hmm.